Jason Manford. Absolute Radio. Where real music matters. Good morning, it's Jason Manford on Absolute Radio as that lovely person just said. I don't know why I repeat it, but I do. Uh, Laura Lex is with me this morning. Good morning. Good morning. Oh, you sound chipper. Yeah, pretending. I know. That, uh, that's what surprised me. That's what made me look up. I was like, crikey, she didn't look like that a second ago. Looking at me like with daggers. Oh, like, why have, you, why have you dragged me out of bed this time <laughs> in the morning? Like every comic does every single week. Uh, but uh, yeah, Laura Lex with us till 11 o'clock. Uh, so, well, uh, just to get in touch. Eight, twelve, fifteen on text. Let us know what has dragged you out of your pit. This is Jason Manford. This is Absolute Radio, where real music matters. Laura Lex is with us this morning on Absolute Radio. Uh, Laura, who's I, I sort of I don't like to describe you as um, like for me. I would say you are. In the next few years, everyone's going to know who Laura Lex is. That's what I would say. That's <laughs> yeah, what I I'm would say. Yeah, I'm about to do something crazy. Yeah, like, I don't mean like in a serial killer sort of way. <laughs> I mean, she's going to be famous. <laughs> but I, I've, I've seen Laura a lot, and uh, and so, and, and had to get her on the show. And, uh, but it's weird, isn't it, to describe it as that, because you sort of, I, I used to have this as well, which is when you go, they're, they're really promising, or they're going to, mm. and you're like, up and doing, coming. Up and coming, That's you're the like, one you're like, up and coming, you I think, been, oh God, where am I going? Yes, I've been doing it for ages. <laughs> I know, I remember when I first got onto 8 or 10 Cats and, uh, and somebody said, it's like an overnight success. I'm like, <laughs> it's been eight years. Yeah. It's a long night. It's a lot of overnight drive successes. I think that's yes. what they mean. You yeah. spent a lot of nights driving somewhere. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Uh, so thanks for coming in. Uh, 8, 12, 15 on the text. I know it's the morning as well. I know mm. it's the morning as well. And you had that same look on your face this morning, which was, I agreed to do this show in the day. <laughs> Like, because that's what we do. We ring you at, like, four o'clock in the afternoon. Hey, do you want to come on the Jason Manford show? And you're like, yeah, four o'clock in the afternoon, fine. And that's a different person, though, isn't it? Yeah, well, because eight o'clock is a very different kettle of fish to the six o'clock required to get up. That's what I hadn't factored Yeah, in. yeah, that is tough. That's a killer. That is tough. I, I did, I had two shows yesterday in Woking, showbiz capital of the UK, and uh, of, uh, of Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, where we said goodbye to two of the, we, the two kids, ah. my, the Potts children. Which was emotional. It was emotional. Was that an alternative ending to the show? Yeah, yeah, they go, that's it, that's it. <laughs> Goodbye, Oh, the car door's Chelsea. open, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so it was, quite, it was kind of weird, because I've, had, I've known these kids since January. Mm. They've been my onstage children for, like, nine months. And uh, ten months, well, well crap, what month are we in? Nearly yeah. 11 months. And... Uh, and a bit of time off over the summer, but it was quite—it was quite emotional saying about it. Because I'll be honest with you, I don't know if I should say this, but some days I like them better than my actual kids. <laughs> like, <laughs> they, was, it, I mean, you know, I they were polite, it. they were nice, they were friendly. They were, they were essentially uh, the school report children. Because sometimes I get my my reports of my kids, right? The, I get a school report, and they describe this child that I'm like. <laughs> Yeah, I don't, I don't know who this is. <laughs> They're, like, polite and quiet and friendly, and they chip in when they need to. I'm like, no, no, that's not my... That's not any of my children. Sorry. If the replacement ones for, for the show are better, is that going to tempt you to replace a couple of your own with ringers? Well, just to... I'd certainly audition some. It'd chivvy the others into up in their game. Maybe it'd just give them a kick up the backside. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's what you need to start doing. Just audition a few new kids. Yeah. Yeah, that's not a bad idea. You don't even have to hire them. Just hold the auditions just to show that you yeah, mean it. Yeah, I don't, probably don't even need to do that. Maybe just leave some signs around. <laughs> auditions for new Manford kids. <laughs> just, just leave them around the house. 
That? Oh, yeah, just, uh, you know that the other day when you, uh, you all kicked off because you had to get up for school? Yeah, I just thought, I'm not having it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Jason. Manford. Absolute Radio. Where real music matters. Good morning, it's Jason Manford on Absolute Radio. I'm joined by Laura Lex. Hello. This morning. Real name or stage name? Stayed. Well... A mush mush. I um, made it out of my middle name. Oh, fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. It's good. I like it. It's good. It's good. It's a good name. Sounds like someone from Superman. Yeah. Well, that's why. It's because Lex is spelt with two X's. I mm. added the other X because I was sick of getting Google alerts for. Oh, yeah, Superman of course. Like Smallville. Yeah. <laughs> Smallville new series. <laughs> Oh, I'm not on telly again, am I? Yeah, I bet that would happen quite a bit. Uh, so, uh, thanks for uh, texting. If you're up and about this morning, a few people already got in touch. Uh, Dave, uh, my son's up playing superheroes. He's wearing yellow Wellingtons, lycra shorts, a T-shirt, and his mum's pants on his head. He's 13. <laughs> That's... I, I would, I'd, be, I'd, be, I'd be worried, Dave, to be honest. That, that doesn't, that, I don't know what superhero that is. <laughs> 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 I'm not sure. I'm not confused, man. Uh, Kevin, uh, Kevin, friend at Heathrow says that. Th th now this what this is what makes me not moan as much as I'd like to. Kevin says, I've been dragged out of bed to do my job. I'm driving a dust cart round Heathrow Airport since R four. Oh. I'm shivering more than an Eskimo streaker. He says <laughs> he's freezing. He, I've had a flu jab, so it can't be flu. It's just got. He's, he's, he's having a nightmare. Oh, Kevin, that is that's a job and a half, isn't it? Half four in the morning. I like he says he's dragged out of bed. I like to imagine his mum gets up at four fifteen to drag him up. Yeah, even now, <laughs> even he's forty eight. He's round needs you, Kevin. <laughs> Come on, you are one of those heroes. <laughs> he's or he's told her that he's a pilot. I just I go there. I go there every day. I go there every day. I tell you what, Kevin's not Dave's son, is he? Because if he's driving round Heathrow <laughs> with his with his mum's knickers on his head. <laughs> Uh, and uh, on Twitter as well, lots of people up. Mike, Sunday mornings are FIFA 17 in his house. Crikey, I can't remember the last time. FIFA 96, I think, was the last time I got to play that game. Apart from the other week on telly where I got embarrassed playing the game. <laughs> Awful. On that, what was that? Go 8-bit, I think, on Dave with uh, Dar O'Brien. I'm, I'm not as good as I think I am. Uh, computer games. <laughs> Thanks for clarifying. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, just it. I mean, in life. That's all comics. I'm not quite as... I'm not quite as funny as I think I am. No, <laughs> no comic has ever said that. Not, no, no, not not out loud to anybody else, <laughs> no. but but quietly at night, mm. just as you're dropping off. <laughs> what if I'm not as funny as I think I am? Imagine, <laughs> imagine that. Uh, Keith from Leicester just he just says hi, Jason. What's your favourite joke? He's trying to get a topic started. Oh. I like I like it when they try and help us out. My favourite joke uh, would would certainly get us taken off air. <laughs> Uh, certainly off comma be in touch. Um, favourite joke that we can tell on, on the... I think my favourite joke is a, is an old... Um, it was one of the first jokes that I told at school and it was uh, a Frank Carson gag from back in the day. And he said, uh, Sergeant Major's walking down the, the line and he gets to one of the privates. He says, uh, I didn't see you at camouflage practice this morning. He said, thank you very much, sir. <laughs> that was like my favourite joke when I was like nine. I love that. I did, um, oh, I'll have to tell you, in a, I'll have to tell you in a minute after the adverts, but I, d I told, you know, not not jokes yeah. are very British, like, the Americans don't really have them. I told a, a not not joke to an American once, who then went to try and repeat it a few hours later, whilst drunk. It didn't end well. <laughs> it didn't end well, but I'll, 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 I'll tell you shortly. Jason Manford on Absolute Radio. Matters. What do you usually do on a Sunday morning? Oh, n n not a lot. I don't see many Sunday mornings. No. Maybe a crossword. 
Crossword. Oh, crikey, that's classy. a blast from the past. Oh, mate. I have a I, puzzler by the bed. Hey, look at that puzzler by the bed. <laughs> Married life. It's, oh, it's a cracker. Did you ever do a, a crossword together? Yeah, oh, husband, yeah. yeah. We've recently, this is how rock and roll we are down <laughs> in our little Brighton flat. We've literally, we've just learned how to do cryptics together. What's a, what's that? What's a you cryptic know when crossword? They just, it's like the banana pulls the boat mangled, and you're like, oh, oh, right. seen, and, and then the like... answer's Henry the Eighth. Oh yeah, of course it was. Right, right, got <laughs> you. So just random, just random. Yeah, it's oh, there's there's tricks to it. It's very exciting once you're in the world. <laughs> oh, but... hey, I tell you what, I'm 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 into that. <laughs> I mean, I like a Sudoku. Is it Sudoku? 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 I'll just, I don't know how to Sudo- say it. Sudoku, yeah. Sudoku, Sudoku. Sudoku. Something Sudoku. like that, anyway. I like one of them on, 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 on occasion. On occasion. I've not done a crossword for a long time. Crikey, maybe I'll get back into back it. Back them out. Guardian crossword online. <sighs> you know how to live. <laughs> you know how to live. I travel a lot. Can you tell? <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, let's see what people are up to this morning. Uh, on uh, on the text, Debs Massey says, uh, her six-year-old woke her up uh, crying. She had had a nightmare. But she was actually quite glad because she was having a proper scary dream too. So we just had a bit of company together. Uh, woke up this morning. I quite like that. That's nice, nice, nice little ending to that Aww. story. Melissa and Clara in Ledbury. Uh, Jason, my hubby Tristan is doing the race for cancer research in Port Talbot this morning. And we're off to there in this weather. There's been weather warnings. Oh, they're saying that. It probably finished quicker than you yeah. normally would. We'll get the wind behind you. Happy <laughs> days. And uh, this is the one of the weird, eclectic things that people are up to. Uh, hi, Jason. Our family of four are on the road taking my partner to pick up a rental car so he can collect bakery samples. In brackets... American buns, cinnamon buns, Swedish buns, donuts, etc. And take them to work to ice them all. That's what they're doing. I presume she means put ice on, not like not like in a gangster way. Ice them all. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, yeah, there you go. That's what people are up to this morning. The, that's, the, that's the madness that goes on while you're sleeping and doing your crosswords. Yeah. It's the exciting thing. I mean, what is this guy's job? I want to know what job he's turning up to. Do, the, do his co-workers know he's turning up with a... With, with all these different Presumably he's not going to get a lot of work done and any work that does get done is going to be sticky. Yes. And also, why a rental car? Is it... Does he not want to mess his own car well, up? Yeah, if you've got a family of four and a load of iced buns... Yeah. Get me... <laughs> get me your up car. <laughs> on the phone now. <laughs> no way am I putting them in mine. Uh, so, 8, 12, 15 on the text. Uh, let us know what has dragged you out of your pit this morning. And, uh, oh, I was going to tell you that thing. So, um... This, I was working with this American and, uh, a few years ago, and uh, we were in a pub, and uh, I went to tell it, he was asking me about my favourite jokes and stuff like that, and I was saying, oh, well, these are my jokes, and we did a few, and then I said, but my kid's favourite joke, right, and this, this, does, this bit of the joke doesn't work on the radio, um, because it's visual, <laughs> but he said, uh, my, my kid's favourite joke is the interrupting octopus joke, so you go, you go, knock, knock. And they, you say, who's there? And you say, interrupting octopus. And as they're saying, interrupting octopus, who you get your hand, and then in their face, just go, blah, 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 blah. Like, so your fingers <laughs> sort of run across their face. That's it. The kids love it. The seven. They're supposed to love those sort of jokes. He was hammered and thought it was uh, the funniest joke he'd ever heard. Like, he was, like, cr- like tears in his eyes. You know one of those stupid, drunken, like, that's the funniest thing ever. So, uh, later on, maybe two hours later, a couple of his friends turned up, and, uh, he was like, oh, man, you got, you gotta hear this joke. <laughs> I was like, no, I don't, I don't think it, I don't think it stands up to scrutiny. <laughs> like, you know, I don't think it, I don't think it needs a retelling. And he's like, oh, no, please, Jason, tell a joke. Please tell a joke. It's so funny. I was like, 
Look, I'm not going to tell the joke. I'm not repeating material. Not on the same night. I said, if you want to tell it, you tell it. And that was the moment I realised that Americans don't do... Not, not jokes. The... It's not in their language. So he goes... Oh, I can't remember it. I went, you can't go on, you remember it. He went, okay, um... Right. So there's this guy. <laughs> <laughs> and he knocks on a door. I was like, how's this going to end? <laughs> how's he going to end this? And he just carried on. And an octopus. I was like, mate, you've ruined it. It's gone now. <laughs> the moment has gone. Jason Manford on Absolute Radio. I'm feeling all right now. Feeling yeah. up. Feeling ready. Although every time you say 8.12.15, I think, is it only 12 minutes past 8? <laughs> yes, and then no. I clock that that's a text number. Yes. I, uh, Right, now, I'm getting a bit annoyed, Laura, and I'm going to share it with you. The messing about with food. Yeah. The messing about with the food stuff, right? Now, if you were annoyed, this is what the headline says, it says, if you were annoyed about Toblerone, well, why would you be? Because... A, nobody eats it, nobody <laughs> buys it, and nobody wants it, because uh, they changed the shape of it to what I think is a, a, a more edible shape. I mean, you can eat that, that bar of chocolate now, it's got a space in it. It goes, it goes peak, space, peak, space. Christmas morning, that is the best surreptitious weapon to give a sibling a whack with. Ah. A, a pre-tobler, and that's not going to hurt mm. half as much this year. That's true, but that's not really in the Christmas spirit, so maybe <laughs> they've done a good thing. And maybe that's why they've done it. Yeah, maybe. It's been used as a weapon too much. But who... I mean, everyone's started kicking off about it, when because they're using less chocolate. Is that, is that what happens now? Because cause the world's got less money or something. I don't know what the reason is. But they've just gone, rather than put the price up on things, they just mm. take things away. That doesn't seem right. That doesn't seem right at all. But the Toblerone's changed shape. People are kicking off about it because, let's be honest, we haven't got any proper actual problems. Um, but wait till you hear about this, Laura. Maltesers. No. no. I know. I know. I was the same. Maltinas have reduced the bag of their uh, 103 grams, a 14... Uh, so, 203 grams. A 14.8% reduction from the usual 121 grams. What? It's out of order! Maltesers are 90% air anyway. Exactly. How are you reducing them further? I know, agreed. The, the price stayed the same. What? It's unbelievable how these chocolate bureaucrats can get away with this. <laughs> A spokesperson for Mars... Oh, yeah, Mars told the Mirror Online, like all chocolate manufacturers, we have seen the cost of raw materials rise. We, why, we don't know about this. Why is it, why is it, is air more expensive, as Laura <laughs> very cleverly points out? And while we try to absorb these pressures as much as possible, sometimes we have to make the difficult decision to reduce the size of some of our products. It's... <sighs> I tell you, no, tell you what, stop, stop printing all the pictures on the packet. Then you can stop buying yeah. ink, and I'll have the ten Maltesers. Just a back. blank. Yeah, just just go around with a sharpie writing Maltesers. Yeah, we on know the what packet. they are. I'll take it. We know I'll what they it. are. Just put them in a, a Maltesers box yeah. on the shelf. The one that gets me, because obviously driving a lot, service station food oh, is crisps. Yes, of course. Where the two options you have with crisps now are you can have four potato chips in a normal bag, or you can have enough crisps to sink a ship in yes. a share bag. Oh, yeah. What happened to just the normal size for one? Why am I allowed three or nine hundred? Yes, there is no middle ground. No. With the crisp. And obviously I'm going to go nine hundred, aren't so I? Of course, so long drive, so, wherever, yeah. you're, wherever it is. No, I... I mean, I'm, I do. I'm, I'm, I'm partial to a 
to a bar of chocolate, you probably can tell, but uh, oh. I'm a bit... Uh, the Malteser. I'm, I'm fuming about it. I'm because absolutely... Malteser... You can't eat Maltesers one at a time anyway. The adverts where they do that, that should be trading standards. I mean, who are those people yeah. on the adverts? <laughs> do you want Maltesers blowing it to each other on a desk? <laughs> Get some work done! <laughs> Messing about. It's, it's nine Maltesers or nothing. I wish I'd have a referendum on it. There's a lot of stuff like that, isn't it? It's like when the people say to you, um, hey, you know Jaffa cakes, they've only got one gram per cake. You're like, so? How is that relevant? <laughs> because who's ever had one Jaffa cake? It's never <laughs> happened. Jason. Absolute Radio. Manford. Where real music matters. We're still, still a bit angry about the old chocolate bar situation, but we're... You know, we're getting there. We're getting through it. We're getting through it. I'm on this... I'm on a diet at the moment. I, mean, I don't oh. like to use the word diet, because it makes you sound like you're... <laughs> Sanctimonious, but um, it's portion control. This right. is the diet I'm doing. So it's one of these companies where you where they send you like three meals. You know, they send you your meals through the post. It doesn't sound, <laughs> I mean, that's not right, is it? That's not right. But it, that's what they're it's doing. Only flat food. Yes, yes, yeah, just flapjacks. Um, no, they, they they send it you in advance. It's not like every day you're like, Ooh, <laughs> what am I having today? Like, you get like a month in advance or whatever. And um, I I won't tell you the company's name because um, well. I, I paid full price, and uh, but um, it was they, they deliver them, and uh, some of them I'm a bit worried about. I mean, I had a cocker van last night, and uh, like chicken, obviously chicken in there, and uh, it's like obviously it's vacuum sealed, but like it doesn't go off to like July next year. I'm like, what's in that? <laughs> that doesn't sound right, does it? <laughs> but I ate it; it was fine. <laughs> Are you eating your favourites first, though? Is there going to be a week where you've got to eat all the there's ones you're not an element that of fond that. of? Yeah, there's definitely an element of that happening. There's going to be a few takeaways that week. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but what's interesting actually is so the idea of it is not to like s- stop you eating what you want. It's portion control, right? So I, um, so I had like a you know a, a, a curry or whatever last night it was, and obviously the cocker van and various things. The, Portions are tiny <laughs> compared to what we're used to. Some of these, I think, I'd have four of them. Like, I would have four uh, just on a normal day, not even a special occasion. I just love food. Yeah. Love it. I put on loads of weight after I got married because I'm quite small. Uh, if you've seen on the Twitter photo, Jason mm. sat down and I'm standing up behind him. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Not taller. the same top, same height. <laughs> My husband's six foot three and he's a, he's a sort of sizable guy. Mm. And, uh, and I ended up just eating the same portion sizes as he was. Ah. I balloon. Yes, of course. That's the danger. Yeah, yeah. I wish that worked the other way around. <laughs> I was like, oh, I'll just eat that tiny uh, thing that a mouse would eat. Then. I'll just do that. I'll do that from now on. Yeah, no, it's quite, it's quite weird knowing what you're having next Thursday. Mm. On your, it's quite, that's quite an odd concept. But um, yeah, just bringing the things down is. Uh, Chris, the producer, was saying there's something about them uh, that it's because our plates are bigger. These de- they make big plates now, so you have to fill the plate with food. Maybe we should start using side plates instead of big plates for our din <laughs> it's, it's, it's a thought. It's a thought. Music matters. I've got some bad news for you regarding food, okay? There's, there's a food that's been stopped, and I'm not happy about it. So, uh, and maybe we can start a campaign. That's the sort of thing that w- we could do if any of us could be bothered. But it could happen. <laughs> um, and on the other, f- the flip side, as, uh, as uh, Laura mentioned, she's into the old uh, crosswords. I've not done one. I don't think I've ever done one. 
What? So I've, I know I don't think I've so I've got the the Guardian crossword printed out here. So I reckon over the next couple of hours we could do this as a team, right? So I'll I'll just give out a couple of the clues and we'll see if people text in or let or tweet or whatever, and we can fill this in together because it just looks really hard. I don't really. So number one, one across, bad habit, four letters, and let's I'll read a couple. Weariness is eight letters and rich soil four letters so there you go that's that, there's the first three let's see what comes in we'll have, we'll have this finished in no time together as a team jason manford absolute radio where real music matters i feel like we finally run out of ideas <laughs> on this show <laughs> Just as the year's ending, I'm so sorry that we're doing a crossword on. But uh, you know what? We can do this together. I've never done one before, and I feel I feel quite quite the grown up. Um, <laughs> so our uh, our three clues were a bad habit, four letters. Well, we think that's vice. Quite mm. a few of you have. Uh, Helen has just messaged in. She says, "Yeah, vice." Well, into that. That's the one. Uh, and. Uh, now, this is interesting. I didn't know this. <laughs> Gary and Sarah, uh, Lee, quite a few other people, um, are disagreeing on rich soil, four letters. Yeah. Is it peat or is it loam? Loam. I didn't know this loam word. No, I don't know it either, but it, that's probably the one. Yeah. I think it's probably that. And weariness, eight letters, I don't know what that could be. Fatigued, is that enough? I don't know. Tired, tired, tired. Was it tiresome? Mm. Anyway, we'll come back to that. We'll come back to it. Don't you worry, folks. We'll be doing it. There's <laughs> loads of them. There's loads of clues. You are in for a treat on radio this morning. Uh, we're talking food as well. We're talking food. People are livid, Laura. Livid about the Toblerone. Livid about Maltesers. Uh, Bill Watson on Facebook, he says, What next? A one-stick Twix? <laughs> <laughs> a three-finger Kit Kat? Three-fingered Kit Kat sounds like a euphemism, doesn't it? <laughs> it does that sound... One? It sounds wrong on many Although levels. Although they did do a two-finger, didn't they? Have they ever done the three What are we finger? talking about now? Oh, right, yes. The <laughs> Kit Kat has got... God, I, I got a little, little bit of a heart palpitation then. Um, <laughs> yes, they have taken it down to a two-finger Kit Kat. Yeah. But that's because it's a snack size. That's just a snack size. And then for your, your, your more decadent days... <laughs> <laughs> on the five, if you're doing the five-two on your five, you can have the four fingers. On the two, you can have a two. That, I think that's the way they do it. Um, so the the thing I was going to tell you, the food they've stopped, and I'm devastated. I'm devastated because this was one of my favourites around the Christmas time period, right? Uh, McDonald's, right? Now you know they don't need me to advertise them. They're doing pretty well for themselves, right? McDonald's. It's like they give with one hand and they take with t'other. <laughs> They've given us the Terry's Chocolate Orange McFlurry. Fine, thank you, Ronald. Oh. I'll take that all day long. I love them. They've taken away the festive pie. Which, Laura, as you don't know, which is a mince pie with custard in in the pie. It's all together. In... It's not separate. You don't put the custard on. It's inside the pie with the mince. Now, is that served warm? Hell yeah. <laughs> Unless you're some sort of freak. Yeah, it's a hot... I mean, not... Uh, you say warm, like molten lava. Right. Like all McDonald's desserts. If you at home could see this, the disdain on Jason's <sighs> face when we were doing the crossword, the, the passion that I'm is livid. now displayed. I'm livid. Why would they do it? It was... I mean, they probably sold enough just with me alone. L that's not without anyone else getting involved. No more festive pies. Sort your head out, McDonald's. It's well out of order. 
I've backed you up a lot with the impending obesity <laughs> crisis. I've been on your side. But this is, you're pushing my patience, I'll tell you They that must much. have some left that they've not sold that they could pass. I don't want a year old you. one, I want the ones from this year. <laughs> I'm not that desperate. I'm not going through the bins mm. at McDonald's. Mm. <laughs> I mean, I, I would. <laughs> don't bring them back. Please bring them back. <laughs> <laughs> I really liked them. <laughs> I can't believe it. Um, Helen says uh, that she blames Toby Carvery. Uh, for us liking Has he bigger, stolen the pies? Bigger, yeah, he's got them now, yeah. Liking larger portions in food. Uh, it's like you create a mountain on your plate. There is an element of that, the buffet, the all-you-can-eat buffet, the world buffet, those the red-hot buffet, all them buffet places that you see in towns across the world. Uh, people just pile the food on top, like they're not allowed to go back. People forget, don't they? They go, I'm going to put everything together on one plate. You're allowed to go back, mate. You're not to, it's not It's not competition. <laughs> I still can't get over the festive pie, to be honest. I've, I'm, I've, I've tried to start another subject, but I'll be honest with you, that's what's, that's what's <laughs> on my mind. Oh, devoed. This is Jason Manford. This is Absolute Radio. Where real music matters. Do you know what I love? I love it when you get angry, <laughs> like an angry text, right? <laughs> that most, I presume most, uh, presenters on the radio, uh, just leave out, like they don't mention it, but I, like, cos it, obviously it's like being at work, it's like being stand-up and getting heckled, like you can't ignore it, so it's like being heckled by text, it's weird. <laughs> um, this goes to this guy, and it's definitely a bloke, cos it just, you know, it just reads like a bloke. He says, uh, I turn on the radio to listen while at work, but for some reason, that idiot Manford, wow, hey mate, Harsh words. That idiot Manford keeps repeating the same thing he's already talked about. Is it half a show on loop? Disgraceful. Happens every week. Right. Here we go. I'll just give him a little explanation, right? I think what you've done is this. I think maybe in the car you're listening to Absolute Radio, which is live, which is live right, right now as I'm talking. And then I think when you're getting into work... You've got absolute 80s on, or 90s, which is me, this show, in an hour. I'm not repeating the same things word for word, am I? And I'm the idiot. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, if you, like, for example, if, you, if you're enjoying what we're talking about right now, have a little listen at 20 past 10 on absolute 80s, word for word, I'll be saying the same thing. I'm not a memory man. I'm not just remembering it and saying it in an hour's time. I love how angry you got about it, though. Sunday morning does that to people. Oh, yeah. Gets people angry, doesn't it? Angry. Uh, so, 8.12.15 on the text. I'm, uh, the, uh, the, I'll tell you what, we're flying. We are flying on the crossword from The Guardian yesterday. We're doing very well. Um, what I really like is that some people have actually gone online or found <laughs> the newspaper from yesterday and are actually giving me answers to clues that we've not even read out on air yet. Uh, number one, uh, uh, one down was eight letters. French author of... Candid, I don't know, is that, is that the word? Cand Candid, if he's French, I guess. Um, uh, Voltaire, somebody said. I've not even read that out as a clue. And somebody's already given us the answer. So, um, this, some of these are rock hard. And, and if you forgive the pun, 11, hard coal. 
Oh, crikey. Oh, potentially beginning with an A, if that helps any <laughs> nice. coal enthusiasts out there. Thanks, Thanks Laura. Thank you. <laughs> beginning with an A. I have no idea. And 17 across. Piece of coded writing. Oh, crikey. We'll get through that. We're going to get through that over the next two hours. I mean, it's one of those radio things that you either think, oh, this is quite fun, or you go in, he'll ah, stop this in a minute, won't he? Oh, there'll be some angry texts oh, in be, a minute. Especially old fellow who, in an hour's <laughs> time, where he's going, he's already done topsoil, whatever it was. <laughs> Uh, so, people very angry about the um, the festive pie as well as me get, get, being uh, discontinued at McDonald's. But TGI's, right? TGI Fridays, uh, thank God it's Friday, uh, as they're called. Uh, would you eat this, right? It's a dinner, a Christmas dinner Sunday. As part of their new festive offerings for 2016, they've invented a Christmas dinner Sunday. When I say Sunday, I mean. S-U-N-D-A-E. Uh, the savoury meal features a mixture of chicken, mashed potato, cranberry sauce and sage and onion stuffing. Uh, but in, a, in like a glass. Like a knickerbocker glory. Do you know what? This makes me feel like it's a good fast forward to being about 90 with no teeth. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Eating your Christmas we've, dinner in a we've straw. We've blended your Christmas dinner. Here you go, Mrs Lex. Drink it up, please. <laughs> They've other meals included on the Christmas uh, menu. The chimney stack burger. Uh, mm. Seven seven ounce beef burger, Jack Daniels glazed char grilled chicken breasts with caramelised onions, Jack Daniels sage onion stuffing, Swiss cheese. No, no, not cheese. <laughs> I'll have cheese on anything, but not on a Christmas dinner. Festive roasted vegetable fajita. Uh, it's not only meat eaters that get to have all the fun this Christmas, say TGIs. <laughs> Featuring garlic and roasted veg topped with a selection of dips and warm tortillas. Look at that. Can't yeah. even be bothered to tell you what dips. If no. there's no meat in it, just whatever dips we've got lying about, we'll fling it at your vegetables. <laughs> and a, a chocolate orange brownie. That, I mean, oh. that sounds... You can't go wrong with that. That's happy, happy days at TGIs. We're not sponsored by them, but uh, you know, if you want to send us any of that, I'm more than happy to talk. In, apart from the Christmas dinner Sunday. Or maybe we should. Maybe we should try it. Maybe I'm being harsh. I'll give it a go. I'll be honest with you, I'm not a fan of the Christmas dinner. What? <sighs> Controversial. It's like saying you don't like Queen. I <laughs> just... <sighs> I just... I think it's overrated. I think it is overrated, the Christmas dinner. I love a red cabbage, and Christmas dinner is a good time to get that. You, yeah, I know what you mean. We, I like all a lot of the things individually, but then I just think, what's the point? It's like a jumped-up Sunday dinner. It's not special, is it? It's just Sunday dinner with a couple of extra bits on it, with someone's wrapped a, a bit of bacon around a sausage. That's I'm not sure you're doing Christmas dinner right, to be honest. Maybe you're right, maybe I'm not. Maybe I need to put it in a glass, like TGI <laughs> Fridays. I don't know. I, I've, I've never... Sprouts, why would you put that on yourself? Little well, the buckets only, of death. Only good reason to cook sprouts is to cook them up for bubble and squeak the next day. Again, though, why? Why do them? The horrible, horrible little pockets of evil. Nasty little devil's hemorrhoids, that's what my dad used to call them. <laughs> Nasty little thing. You get little pars... The parsnip. I ate the parsnip. Sat on the plate pretending to be a roast potato. You're a fool. I hate it. I hate it. We went out for a curry last year. That's the future. Right, well, this is why you're not enjoying a roast then, because it's a curry. No, no, there I, I wasn't a curried <laughs> Christmas dinner. <laughs> I just went out for a curry. Jason. Manford. I don't need to get a, a bee in my bonnet. I don't... I feel like I'm not somebody who complains about a lot of things. Um, but, recently, I've been watching a lot of Peppa Pig. I say recently, for the last seven years. <laughs> and I watch a lot of it. I've seen every episode. There's only 12. And they're on repeat all the time. Um, 
but it was something the other day, I feel like maybe I woke up in a touchy mood, maybe I was just a bit angry that day, you know, one of those mornings. But I've got to say, and maybe it's just because I'm a big lad myself, but the constant fat-shaming of Daddy Pig is starting to get a little bit under my skin. <laughs> they mention his big tummy all the time. Now, the reason I mention it is because, as a feminist, right, I am very open, of course, for equality. And that's all I want as well, equality. I don't feel that they would do the same jokes about Mummy Pig. So, why is it all right to do it about Daddy Pig? It's getting to me. It's getting to me now. Oh, you can't go down the slide. You're too big. Don't splash in the water when you dive in, Daddy Pig. Your belly's too big. You won't be able to get in that treehouse, Daddy. Your belly's too big. It's constant. I think when the episode finishes, they're all lying on the back laughing. Like, it, that's how every episode ends. I have a feeling that Daddy Pig goes to his room and has a little cry. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I know it's a sad thought. Are they... Actually, a very loving family trying to gently nudge Daddy Pig into doing something healthy for his his health. Oh, you think it's well? They, a they got young drive. kids, you know. He needs to be looking after himself. If he's basically saying, if you want to be around, yeah, for when they eventually grow up, because they have been four and eighteen months for ten years. That that's a tragic episode, the one where they have an intervention to sit Daddy Pig <laughs> down, <laughs> where it's just some gentle prodding. Yes. Oh, Daddy Pig, that puddle. Let's call Doctor Brown Bear. <laughs> He needs to have a word with Daddy Pig. Daddy Pig, your, your guts knocked out your youngest kid when yeah. you turned round there. Maybe so. you're right, but there's something about Peppa Pig that drives me mad. Mad! The kid is so... She's rude. She's... <laughs> she's obnoxious. She's a terrible friend. She's an even worse big sister. <laughs> I, I just can't see why... She's allowed on the telly. What's her shtick? Is, is she a magic... I don't have kids. Oh, you've not seen she, it, okay. Is she a magic pig? No. What? Do, well, how, well, how, why has she got her own TV show? Hang on why a minute. she got her own TV why show? Why are we on the radio and this kid's got her own TV show? What, what, what does she do? She's just... She's just a pig. <laughs> I mean, and I mean that in both senses of the word. She's a pig and a little cow at the same time. Um, I don't know. She's just, you know, she's got a theme tune. It's not great. This is this is a theme tune. Uh, where have I got it? Uh, there it is. I'm Peppa Pig. That's her. This is my little brother George. He's not. This a, is Mummy Pig. And this is Daddy Pig. <laughs> Peppa Pig. What are they laughing at? <laughs> I mean, literally, they've just said their names and they're all laughing. <laughs> that was our name. It's just your names. Did they also, introduce Mummy Pig? Yeah, she said Mummy oh, Pig. They, mummy that's pig. the other thing that's weird. They're called Daddy Pig and Mummy Pig. Now, what were they called before they were parents? Because if it's Mummy Pig and Daddy Pig, that's creepy. That is weird, <laughs> if that's always been your name. <laughs> There's loads of weird things going on in Peppa Pig. Some of the animals speak and some of them don't. Some of them are, you know, there's Zoe Zebra and Susie Sheep and, and all, you know, Pedro Pony. There's all these. And then ducks. Ducks are just ducks <laughs> in a pond. And there's a turtle. Don't talk. There's some weird fascist... Manimal, m like mammal thing going right. on. Right. Where so, I mean, the warm-blooded animals. I think it might be an also. I think it might be a bit of Animal Farm. Essentially, they've taken over, and all these other animals. Anything else? They're maybe just she's animals. the great granddaughter of Napoleon, the pig that takes over an Animal Farm. Hey, there's a there's a dark Pepper thought. The pig could be a direct descendant. They all live on a hill. That does me head in. <laughs> oh, everybody lives on a hill in that town. It's the worst designed town. Everyone lives on a hill. It's a nightmare. 
and it's always snowing. Well, It'll snow every five episodes. To try and encourage Daddy Pig to get some more exercise. Oh, he's fine going downhill. Oh, yeah. Oh, at one time, they rid him down here like a sled. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's sick. It's sick and wrong. <laughs> Miss Rabbit, she's got about 400 jobs. She does all the jobs. She's single with no kids and she does all the jobs. She's unbelievable. I'd love to see a tax bill. She's amazing. <laughs> I presume she's self-employed. Here's some of the uh, here's some of the, the jobs that Miss Rabbit does: helicopter pilot, aquarium caretaker, gift shop assistant at the aforementioned aquarium, supermarket cashier, face painter, but she can only do tiger faces, <laughs> nurse, dental nurse, library assistant, bus driver, ice cream seller, theme park ticket seller, train driver, recycling centre operator. This is one. This is one person. It, it, I don't, why, why do the kids like it so much? There's so many flaws. Well, she sounds like a good role model, if you ask me. I feel like you're defending them too much. You've not even <laughs> seen it. You don't know. <laughs> I mean, why does George not get a, a name, uh, you know, that begins with P? Like, like, like all, all the other kids have got these alliterative names, but no, George. Just George. George Pig, second kid, didn't care. D- literally. Exactly. Oh, God, I'm so angry. So, this is our subject for the, uh, probably the rest of the morning because I know what these listeners are like. They will get their teeth into this subject. Cartoon characters that you hate. So there's two things I want here. Cartoon characters that you hate, that you just hate. There's the big ones, you scrappy-doos of this world. We all know these are hate figures. I want cartoon uh, characters that you hate. Jason Manford on Absolute Radio. Peppa Pig has really got people uh, involved this morning. Uh, Sue, Nanny Sue from Essex, uh, she says there's 208 episodes of Peppa Pig. Not 12. I mean, I was being facetious. I I realise there's more uh, than that. Um, Steph in Leeds. Norman from Fireman Sam. (laughs) Oh, she hates him. Now, I agree with you. uh, I'm another one. I I don't know how he's not been taken into care. (laughs) That child. The other day, we watched an episode, and Fireman Sam said that he has uh, saved Norman 57 times. <laughs> now, that is, something's wrong with that kid. That's weird. He shouldn't be. Is he, he's the little ginger one. He's the little, uh, yeah. you know, and she's yeah. always giving it, Norman! Norman! He's like, oh, sorry, ma'am. He's all that. They're all, he's always apologising. So have you all been setting fires again? <laughs> oh, sorry, ma'am. It's, all, it's that all the time. It's unbelievable. I'll tell you a weird thing about... This is my theory. This is when you're watching too much kids' TV, right? The other week, they were doing a, a photo of the whole village, right? They had a big photo of the whole village, and, and, and they pressed a timer, and then Fireman Sam joined the photo. There's quite a few people in that village, in Pontypandy. And... Uh, and he took his helmet off. His, uh, his, you never, you very, rarely see him about his helmet, but he took his helmet off, right, for the first time. And I paused it. I was like, oh my God. Oh my God. Because you've never seen Norman's dad. He's not in the picture. No. Maybe those fires are a cry for help. Maybe that's why he keeps doing that. Maybe he keeps doing that. Doesn't Sam have startlingly similar hair colour? Ah, to now Norman? you're getting onto my way of thinking, Laura Lex. Illegitimate. There's Norman. only two gingers in the hmm. village. Mm. One's Sam, one's Norman. Yeah. I don't want to speculate. I reckon he knows deep down that it's Sam, and that's why he keeps starting fast to try and get Sam's attention. Exactly. Exactly. That's exactly what it is. <laughs> Maybe I've seen too many, but I think that's what's happened. It's a bit. Maybe they should do a Jeremy Kyle episode of Fireman yeah. Sam. Sort that out. Get to the bottom of it. Jason Manford on Absolute Radio. 
Matters. Two things are happening. People are agreeing with me about Peppa Pig, but also uh, getting a lot of flack for playing the Peppa Pig theme tune <laughs> <laughs> from people who were listening to the radio and now are having to watch Peppa Pig because their kid has just heard the theme tune. <laughs> it's demanding it, demanding it gets played. So uh, apologies all round, really. What about you? Is any anything coming uh, your end on the uh, on the Facebook? Uh, yeah, oh, there's quite a lot of anger for for Fireman Sam as well. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, Michael Hood says Pondy Pandy is a dangerous place to live when Elvis is on shift. Yes, when Elvis is on shift, definitely. Definitely. Uh, 8, 12, 15 on the text. We're talking about cartoon characters that you hate. Hate. Postman Pat comes in for a bit of flack. Yeah. Um, uh, Ewan says, the most useless public servant there ever was. How does he keep his job when each day he manages to lose, destroy or misplace the parcels or mail or cows or whatever he's delivering, <laughs> he's the most sackable person in existence and yet because he comes through each time, that's deemed acceptable. It's weird, isn't it? He's never been taken for a disciplinary. Ever. Do you know what, though? I feel that, though. If, if somebody said to me, do you want it nine hours late and mm. wet or do you want a little red slip and you can go and get it yourself from the sorting office? That never happens in Postman Park. He will always deliver on... Well, then I'll, like, I'll take it. Yeah. I'll but take it. It might not be the... But he's an idiot. <laughs> like, there was one the other day... It, the box clearly said helium on it. It said it on the box. Helium on the box. And yet he took it out of the van and it floated off. And then he had to use the helicopter. You wonder why stamps he's are so expensive. he got a helicopter. He, oh, mate. The things this fella's <laughs> got. It's not just a cat and a crap van anymore. He's got helicopters. He's got a, a snowmobile... He's got everything. With Royal Mail? He, who's funding this? Privatised now, isn't it? Right. <laughs> Privatised, isn't it? Ching, ching, ching. Just, just spend money on whatever they want. Helicopters. He often just delivers one package with it as well. Full-on helicopter. It's a joke. It's an absolute... It's almost as if it's not real. It must real. be the most expensive stamps to deliver yeah, anything I mean, I'll, to this Also, area. the other thing he never does. Nobody ever signs for anything. Always winds me up that. Have Just... they got enough fingers to hold a pen? What's ah, the maybe animation that, like? Maybe that's, maybe that's what it is, yeah. Uh, so we're after your uh, cartoon characters that you absolutely hate. Oh, and uh, let's, do, let's do another uh, crossword quiz. We've got to finish this. Got to finish this before the end. Um, anthra anthracite was the hard coal, by the way. Got that done. And, uh, well, what have we got? Let's do a couple of others. Uh, let's do putrid. Four, four down. Mm. Putrid. And... Christmas four down, but I think beginning with E. I don't. What could I that be? I think beginning with Y. Oh dear! It's four letters. Christmas beginning with Y. You think it's you? I think it's Y. Yeah. Mm, maybe. Well, but then what would be? What would French author of Candid be? I thought that was Voltaire. Yeah, you're looking at the other side of the. Oh, am I? Am I getting mixed crossword. up? Seven down. Oh right, yes. It's, oh, it's I don't know how to end. do it's it. It's at the end of lethargy. <laughs> I'm You've getting got wrong. lethargy across the top. Oh, there. so when it says across, it means across. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, and the numbers relate to the numbers as well. Right, got you. It's not just put letters in any boxes that you. No, it's it's not a it's not a letter uh, You can't just. I thought th I thought it was just to become a word search. <laughs> I didn't I didn't realise how it worked. <laughs> Real
Music Matters. Talking this morning uh, about, well, all sorts of things, but cartoon characters that we hate. I mean, what about from back in the day, uh, Laura, Laura, when you were growing up? Was there anything Turtles like... was always my favourite. You like the turtles? I was absolutely terrified of uh, Shredder. Shredder. Yeah. Oh, crikey, and I crank. could never reach the light switch in our bathroom in my family home, and uh, so I used to have to go to the loo in the dark, and my oh. biggest fear was that Shredder would jump on me. Oh, yeah, that would be... Through a, the window, yeah. It would be scary <laughs> if it happened, yeah. <laughs> Even <laughs> with the light on? Unlikely. Unlikely. <laughs> yeah, quite. If, if anything, worse. Mm. Uh, 8.12.15 uh, is the text this morning. I... All right, maybe I've waged a war that's unwinnable against the, the might of Peppa Pig. Um, we have uh, Maddie on the, on the line this morning. Good morning, Maddie. Good morning. Good morning. Morning, Maddie. Uh, now... Uh, you're uh, you're a fan of Peppa Pig, are you? Yeah. Do you like Peppa Pig? How old are you, Maddie? I'm three. You're three. Now you tell me why I'm wrong about Pe Peppa Pig. Why is Peppa so great? Because she jumps in muddy puddles, and I think it's great. She yeah, you've got me there. She does jump in muddy puddles, and it and and it is great. It is great. What about the fact that um, she's always teasing her dad about having a big tummy, though? Just a I suppose it's just a joke, isn't it? Maybe I'm, maybe I'm being, maybe you're right, Maddie. Maybe I'm being oversensitive. <laughs> maybe, maybe you. What about that time when they uh, used Daddy Pig as a sled though down the hill? Was that is that acceptable? Is that is that okay, Maddie? No. No, you're right. I'm glad. <laughs> I'm glad you. I'm glad you're not all on her side. I'm glad about that. Um, and what about your uh, your your parents, Maddie? Are they do they like Pepper? You don't know. But you watch it. How often do you watch it? Do you watch it a um, lot? About, um, once a day. About once a day. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> and who are your other favourites after after Pepper? Who are your other favourite cartoon characters? Pardon? Who are your other favourite cartoon characters? Who else do you like? Um, I like really a lot of things, but... Yeah? And, uh, is, but, but Pepper's one of your favourites? Oh, lovely. Well, thanks for calling me, Maddie. Thanks so much. I hope, um, I hope we can still be friends. Hi, I'll always be friends with everybody that I meet. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> OK, I just melted a little bit there, Maddie. God bless you. Thanks, sweetheart. Bye. 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 <laughs> Let's just have a moment. <laughs> <laughs> well, I feel bad. <laughs> I'll be honest with you. <laughs> I really went for that pepper in that rant, and uh, Maddie's... Maddie's she's, taught us a lesson there. She's a puddle-jumping heroine for our yes. times. I think that's what we've learnt there. Is I think that we have. She's flying in the face of this politically correct health and safety culture yeah. that our kids are sort of And actually, up. as Maddie's very firmly pointed out, I'm putting words in her mouth, but her dad is fat, so yeah. maybe you should sort it out. And it hasn't taught Maddie. You know, she says I'll be friends with anybody I meet. So Which it's... I think is, you know, in the current political climate, mm. we could... We could do with more, Maddie. Oh, yes. Jason Manford. Absolute Radio. Where real music matters. How cute is she? I love that. I'm friends with everybody. 
She, she was just brilliant. Good advice for life. I love that. Uh, so we're talking... I mean, that's not going to stop my uh, anger for uh, <laughs> certain cartoon characters, but maybe I'll let up on Pepper for the time being. Uh, some of the messages coming in. Uh, Matt says, The makers of Curious George need to look up the word curious. He's not curious, he's nosy. <laughs> A nosy, lying little thief. <laughs> wow. Wow, Matt. Uh, and Mick says, Barney the Dinosaur, his overly Cheerful optimism and perpetual happiness makes me want to smash his big purple head through a wall. <laughs> wow, the anger in people. Anger. What have you seen? Uh, well, I've never seen this show, but I'm fascinated to find out what Paw Patrol is. Oh, my Gemma God. Gemma Barkley has message saying, Mayor Goodway from Paw Patrol... Idiot woman, invest in some emergency services and stop FaceTiming a bunch of dogs because you can't control your handbag chicken. Yep, that's the whole show. What? What's a handbag chicken? It's just a chicken that lives in a handbag. Just a live chicken? Yeah, of course, she's not a sicko. Um, <laughs> Why would she have a dead handbag in there, maybe it'd you be weirdo? like a new KFC, you know, <laughs> the handbag chi- chicken. <laughs> yes, Ten get races. our new family-sized <laughs> handbag chicken. <laughs> FaceTiming a bunch of... I presume the dogs can talk in Paw Patrol, can yeah, they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not right. only can they talk, but they're also all of the emergency services. So, right. like, one's a copper, Chase, he's the copper. Uh, there's um, uh, Marshall, he's, they a, he's the fireman. For... They're all different breeds. Right. Yeah, they're all... No, I don't... There's no crossbreeds. They're all They're all pedigrees. Right, okay. Um, there's one, flies helicopter. Uh, lots. Yeah, they do everything. Somebody else has texted and I don't think they've left their name, but they said their husband... My husband gets annoyed about how Marshall from Paw Patrol... Is this one of the dogs? Yes, the the, the, the fire dog. ...has a constant supply of water in his backpack. Yeah, but uh, I I think you're picking up on something. I mean, the fire brigade's got a constant source of water. Yeah, because they they load up... Because he knows that there might be a fire, so he's prepared, isn't he? But he's just got it in a backpack. I mean, that's probably the, that's the floor, yeah, that's the floor. I'll tell you the one that does my head in is um, Dora the Explorer, oh, right? Yeah. Is, um, and any of these sort of shows, but they do this thing, right? They'll go, um, they'll ask a question, you know, and they'll, and they'll ask a question, and then they leave a pause for you, well, for your kids, to answer <laughs> at home. Depends how, depends how competitive it is in your house. But they leave a little pause at the end, so they'll go, they'll say, um, oh, there's three sheep in that field, and there's three sheep in that field. How many sheep are there together? And then there's like a pause. And I, I, when I'm in with my youngest daughter, I'm, like, I'm the only one who can talk. So I can't wait for her to answer. She can't even count. What's the complaint though? Are you saying the pause isn't long enough? You no, it's just no, because she bought her eyes like like they, they, they bore a hole in you. So you like <laughs> you feel the the, the, the pressure, pressure <laughs> at home. Like and you just sat there and you're like on your phone on Facebook and and the telly's gone quiet because she's asked this question. And you're like. Six, six, six. <laughs> like, you can't help it. The other thing that I do is I overthink things. I give everything like a soap opera, like theme, just to get myself through some of these episodes because they're so dull and so boring. Um, there's a guy called uh, Handy Manny, right? He's a handy man, right? And his name's Very Manny. Clever. Yeah, yeah. His name's Manny, and uh, he's got all these tools, talk and that. But that's not the thing that bothers me. The woman who runs the hardware shop, Kelly, right? He goes in, right, this is a genuine conversation I had with my dad once, right, he goes in every day, every episode he goes in to get some stuff, right, he gets some stuff, whatever it is, not once have I seen cash He's exchange probably got an account. Hands. That's what my dad said. He He's got, got a, trade, a, a yeah. builder's account. Yeah. But you're thinking about that too much My dad's already. a builder. Ah. 
Right. Got, always got an account. Just sign a little slip. That makes sense. Yeah, but he never does that either. <laughs> I'm just th- I just thought maybe maybe he was paying in kind. Maybe he was going back after the uh, tools were asleep and uh, you know paying for them properly. Andy Kelly. You know you know what I'm trying to say here, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Eight twelve fifteen. Oh, and the other one that I was going to mention uh, was uh, from Amanda, who says Bing. Bing does my nutting. Why create a show where the main character cannot speak correctly? I want my child to watch programmes where he can learn new words, not words like forgetted. Uh. Shame on you, CBeebies. Now, Chris, uh, you're um, you're also a bit of a... Chris, producer Chris, you've got a little and and you also hate Bing, don't you? Bing is a psychopath. <laughs> wow, they're big words! <laughs> There's one episode where Bing, for no reason, just kills a butterfly. Come on, Flop! Come in, Bing. He kills a butterfly? He just kills a butterfly. That's and, not and right. He just does it. And, and then the whole point is to say, well, you know, that's not right. But you still had to sit there with your child and watch him kill a butterfly. No, this is him. Chris steam coming out of his ears. And his carer is Shakespearean actor Mark Rylance for no reason. No reason. (laughs) Yeah, but like, Derek Jacobi's Iggle Piggle. You know what I mean? Like, they've got to do something in the day. They've got to do something in the day. That's not their fault if they've got a quick voiceover job just to pay the bills. Oh, he's seething. He's seething. Hold on, why did he kill a butterfly, though? Apart from to learn not to do it. Uh, I I don't know. How did he kill it, though? He just sort of crumples it up. Yeah, but... Uh, Honestly, <laughs> it, there's no reason. There's what, no I just reason. grabbed it out of the sky? Yeah, and he just wants to play with it, and it's like Lenny in Of Mice and Men. Oh, see, so he was caring for it and being nice, and then he killed he it by accident. He wasn't being nice. <laughs> <laughs> He's really angry about it. Damn you, Bing. I'll get you one day. Watched it too much. You have watched it too much. This is... Jason... Matters. People are still answering the uh, the questions from the crossword, um, and also like backing up their their knowledge base. Like so, Duncan said, uh, hard coal is uh, anthracite. I think I'm working at Shetland gas plant. <laughs> I mean, that's the sort of stuff I would know about. That's basically what he's saying there. Uh, but actually, Laura Lex has uh, almost completed the Guardian uh, crossword from yesterday. Uh, there's only two left that we need that we're struggling on uh, 13 down branch of mathematics eight letters yeah give us that one and uh, and and in flight as well 20 across in flight eight letters that's Couple of ones that we're a bit stuck on. So uh, eight, twelve, fifteen on the text. So you can tweet us uh, as well. Um, who else has messaged us here? Uh, Hi, Jason. Just on my way to open up Woodhouse Park Lifestyle Centre ahead of this afternoon's tournament. Can we get a mention? I also agree with you about Peppa Pig. Although Maddie did have a convincing argument. Uh, yes, I um, I will give you mention because Woodhouse Park Lifestyle Centre is uh, where I'm playing five aside for charity this afternoon. Oh, I know. What am I doing? I can't. I'm rubbing. I'm rubbish. Rubbish. But my brain, I've got a hell of a footballing brain. My brain knows how to play football. But there's, a, there's like, something wrong between the brain <laughs> and my feet. Like, the the ideas that I have are wonderful. Oh, I might just flip this over the top of the defender and then he'll just go, yeah, brilliant. Can't do any of it, though. Don't know why there's something missing. That's what stopped me going pro. Um... But that's for it's for my little brother uh, who's doing a charity uh, mission. He's going to uh, Borneo next year to uh, build houses and various things for villages. And I don't know what it's amazing. But he needs to raise some money. So we're, 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 we're well. It's he called it a celebrity game of five aside <laughs> because he expected me to invite loads of 
loads of pals, and uh, I just like didn't and forgot. So it is just me. <laughs> But, um, not just me, I've got actual mates. You know, like, usually you see, like, uh, it'll be, like, Frank Skinner and Friends, and it'll be, like, a gig at the Apollo, and it'll, it'll have, like, Frankie Boyle on and various things. They're not his real friends. What I've done is I've gone, Jason Bamford from Friends, but they actually are. Like, one's a plumber, <laughs> one's a t- It'd be a terrible gig, but it'd be a decent five-a-side team. That's what it's all about. Uh, so, 8, 12, uh, 15 on the text, if you want to, uh, <laughs> finish those two, um, crossword clues. But I read this online, right? Now, you're, you're a, a bit of a fan of In the Night Garden, aren't you? Me, yeah, yeah. Like I bit. really do like In the Night Garden. You like, like a bit of that, right? Well, oh. the thing that winds me up within the Night Garden, though, is the perspective in the Ninky Nonk and the Pinky Ponk. Mm. When they're when they're outside them, those imagine are tiny. someone doesn't know what these words are. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I'm sorry, what? Why, as a thirty-year-old childless woman, <laughs> I know these phrases? I don't know. <laughs> but when you see them from the outside, they're tiny little things, and they come like bloop 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 around, yeah. and then they all the the Tomley Boos or whatever will climb in the right. Ninky Nonk and go for a ride, and then suddenly this thing is massive, and they're all looking around at these high Renaissance ceilings, and you think, <laughs> no, nah, mate, that wasn't. That's not what you. That's what you sold us. You've gnawed this. You've done. Maybe it's, it's just like um, like when you go in a house sometimes and you're like, oh, crack, it's deceptive. <laughs> it's deceptive, isn't it, from the outside? It seems small, but inside it's actually quite, it's quite big. Maybe it's just that perception. That, that's, mean, what, that's what annoys you about it. It would be described by an estate agent as a spacious one-up, <laughs> yes. one-down, ninky-nonk in a prime area. Right, well, Helen Heil, right, on uh, Twitter, right, has come up with maybe the darkest version of... The, of uh, of In the Night Garden you have ever, ever heard, right? This is her take on the opening and closing credits of the show, right? You've seen it yeah. on the boat, floating yeah. off in the... Right. Eagle... This is her version. Eagle Piggle is a dying sailor, mm. blue with cold, facing his unavoidable lonely demise adrift in the middle of the ocean, far from land and hope of rescue. He admires the beauty at the night of the night and acknowledges the vastness of the sea which will claim him. He decides to take down the sail to use for warmth, knowing that he no longer needs to help him get anywhere, and lights a lamp to aid retrieval of his body, should a boat happen to pass. As he sails towards the garden in the night, i.e. death, he starts seeing flowers in front of his eyes and hallucinates happier times of running towards his departed friends who are waiting to greet him in the sunshine. He imagines more and more fanciful things, colourful birds, huge inflatable bouncing along with manic grins, TARDIS-like transportation, bigger inside than out, until all his friends leave him behind. At the end of the programme, Iggle Piggle is, of course, the last to go to sleep, the last of his crew left the omniscient t- narrator reassures him, don't worry, Eagle Piggle, it's time to go. Something we would all want to feel in our final moments, and he drops down flat on his back, sailing off into the night, black in his little boat. Right. I hope Maddie's not still listening. <laughs> now, they fitted all that into 140 right. characters on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was an extended um, version. I'd, I'd go with that if Crack. it wasn't for... What were they called? The Wattingers and the yeah the Pontypines. Yes, because there's no <laughs> way <laughs> there's no way anybody having their peaceful last moments would imagine two next door neighbours of about twenty four people living next door to them. Just what do you want to be thinking about when you die? Oh, forty eight kids. Maybe living it's next not. Door. Maybe it's part of the the madness of death. You don't know. Anyway, let's all think <laughs> on it. Jason.
Manford. Absolute Radio. Where real music matters. So we've got our last couple of answers for the crossword from yesterday's Guardian. Joe from Yorkshire. Uh, mathematics, eight, uh, eight words, could be geometry. We yeah, reckon that fits. I think that fits. That fits with deny yeah. 23 across. Lovely. And John in Norwich. Uh, in flight... Airborne. I mean, I'm no pilot. Ah. He says, "I'm no, I'm no pilot or anything. I just reckon that's what it is. I you don't always have to back up your answer." Uh, and uh, Phil, Phil actually pulled over to tell us uh, anthracite. We've got oh. anthracite, guys. To the uh, people uh, that uh, text in as well and said uh, they'll swap the cryptogram. I think four down is ethics, guys. Right, yeah. got you. There Study you go. of moral values. Literally not a clue what that means. That was a little <laughs> conversation between you and one listener. <laughs> <laughs> I like it, I like it. Uh, I, um, I saw something on, in, in the paper yesterday, which was a, a Glasgow pub has gone quite passive-aggressive with their pub sign. You know they're, quite, they're usually quite chipper. This is their, their pub sign. They put outside, uh, this is out to Rock Boozer, Rufus T. Firefly in Glasgow, wrote... To the guy who keeps coming in to do a wee jobby without buying anything, then pretends to be on his phone on the on the road out to avoid eye contact. Hi, pal. <laughs> <laughs> you, your number's up, my friend. You can't do that anymore. They're on to you. Jason Manford on Absolute Radio. So on this show, we try to start helping people um, with uh, with advice. With advice, you know, we've we've lived a life, Laura. We've lived a life, all of us. But nobody has lived a life quite like Barbara Nice, <laughs> who uh, is one of my favourite people in the world. So what I've decided to do is start a, a little a little corner of the show where you can uh, email in anonymously or or text in uh, your problems, and Barbara will help out. With some sage advice. Hiya. Hope everybody's having a lovely Sunday. It's Mrs. Barbara Nice here. Barbara's in stride at night in the biscuit. Jason's auntie. I'm not really his auntie. I'm just a lady that used to look after him when his mum was at work. But it, I'm very happy to help out. So we've got some problems here. Now, the first one is from Kirsty Bullpit. And what she said is, I have to stop listening to your podcast while I go to sleep. Because I have disturbing erotic dreams about you. And then I feel guilty all the next day when I look at my husband. Right, now, Kirsty, love, I can sympathise because I had a similar thing over Judge John Dees. No, Martin Shaw. So what I suggest you do, Kirsty, is you get a mask made of Jason's face and get your husband to wear it, love. You're happy. Your husband will be thrilled by the renewed interest. Believe me, love, he'll not want you to stop listening to Jason's podcast if it does the trick for you, if you know well, to me. great advice. <laughs> <laughs> She's Weird. a practical woman. Weird, but, but, but great. Right, loves, now, me hand is just diving into the post bag of destiny, and I've come up with this one. Esther Jane Raper, how do I stop buying and eating a large bar of Cadbury whole nut every day? Now, my advice is stop it, love, or you'll be the size of a house. All right, Esther. Nice and simple. Nice and simple from Barbara. So if you uh, have any problems that you would like Barbara to uh, take a look at, then please get in touch. Uh, you can email us off the Absolute Radio website uh, or get in touch on uh, Facebook. And you, you know how to do it. I don't need to tell you. You're a grown-up, uh, if you are a grown-up. Uh, and you can also see uh, Barbara Nice at the Dance House in Manchester on the 16th of December in her uh, fantastic uh, comedy show. Uh, and uh, look out for the BBC Radio 2 sitcom as well. Barbara Nice in 2017. Jason. Jason. Absolute.
What a show it's been. We have covered a lot of ground. <laughs> Important subjects. We, have, we always cover the big subjects on this show. Uh, and uh, and we all feel a lot cleverer from, uh, well, certainly we're learning the word anthracite, uh, hard coal. Uh, and we nailed that crossword. I mean, you did, but and 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 a lot of people texted <laughs> in about it. I'm, I'm, I'm into that. I'm not going to do one every week. Maybe we'll do a word search next week on the radio. <laughs> that, maybe that will. What I'll do is for the first three links, I'll just read out all the letters across the lines, and you write them down at home. <laughs> Producer Chris got his head in his hand because he's not sure if I'm joking or not. <laughs> um, so thank you uh, for uh, joining in. We seem to have a new hate figure uh, in the cartoon world. We've gone from Peppa Pig to Bing. Uh, I think Bing has taken over now. Uh, Alex in Somerset uh, has said, um, uh, Bing uh, once shoplifted a lollipop pop and smashed Flop's mobile phone and hid it in a bin. So, yeah, I think uh, that definitely outweighs uh, Peppa Pig's nastiness. Um, but you know what? It's been a funny old uh, couple of weeks, hasn't it? Laura, you're going to be doing a show in uh, December, is that right? Solo yeah, show? first week of December, 6th of December in Camden. Uh, I'm taking my Edinburgh tour show Tyrannosaurus Lex there you go. on tour. Um, have we got a website that we can see? Uh, yeah, if you find me on Twitter at Laura Lex or... Uh, two, two X's. Two X's, yeah, or go to the Camden Comedy Club uh, website. There you go. So, and we need a bit of laughter, don't we? We need a bit, With all the things that are going on in the world from, you know, and it doesn't matter which way you even agree, whether you're for Brexit, against Brexit, you like Trump, you don't like Trump. You know, we don't all have to disagree, do we? I like the words of the philosopher Maddie. He rang us earlier once said. I hope um, I hope we can still be friends. Hi, I'll always be friends with everybody that I meet. I'll always be friends with everybody that I meet. I'm going to take those words for most of the day. <laughs> <laughs> Certainly until I get onto public transport. <laughs> Have a lovely week! Sunday mornings, 8 till 11. Jason Manford on Absolute Radio. Where real music matters.